Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is DK Diamantes. My co-host is Bricky, and we'll be learning all about the crazy, wacky world of Warhammer 40K. But before we do, if you enjoyed today's episode and want to support your favorite Warhammer 40K podcast, head over to patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, where you can get access to lots of wonderful things, bloopers if they happen, access to our Discord, uh, just tons of amazing things hd poster just remember that almost forgot wow uh so yeah patreon.com slash adeptus ridiculous uh bricky tell them about all that other stuff uh other stuff wow yeah um so we have a new crimbus poster coming out very soon uh, it's not out right now oh no it should be out it should be done by today or like some point today no, yeah, Book Club. Belisari is called The Great Work. It's really good. Also, remind, reminder, it is, what is it going to be today? Like the 20th or something? No, the 21st. Uh, you guys have until the end of the year to get that Black Friday discount and all of those posters. You got about nine days to do that. Two orders or more, 20% off, and uh, and all those posters are gone come the new year. So grab it. Wow. Grab it while it's hot because you only got like nine days left. So... Originally, today was going to be an episode on the fulgiest fulgrims of them all. But... Ferris Manus. Oof. No. Uh, it was going to be fulgrim, and then I took a little vacation up to Portland, Oregon. That's and cold. it was very cold compared to where I'm at. So I got a cold, <laughs> and I uh, was woefully unprepared in order to do the episode. So, uh, I've really enjoyed going through the codexes uh, in our prior episodes, originally with the Voltan, and then with the Daemons, and now we are doing it with the Imperial Guard. Hell yeah. Also, the plural of codex is codices. Ah, codices nuts. Codices nuts. Uh, well, it doesn't quite work, but it's pretty close. Eh, it doesn't work. Uh, I got the newest guard codex. It came with the Cadia Stands box set, mm -hmm. and it is a pretty great cover. Um, I don't think I've Whoa. mentioned this before, but there is a new artist working at GW. I don't know who they are, what their name is, or whatever, but they have been prominent lately in wow. the creation of a lot of codex covers and among other things in um, in artwork. And it is this hyper gritty, disgusting artwork. And yeah. I, I love it. It is my favorite new thing. GW, I doubt you watch our content. If you do, <laughs> please continue to employ this person and make it your base level of artwork because I absolutely fucking love it. Agreed. Definitely love it. But those guard look like zombies. Like, they look like they are the walking dead. Holy shit. Well, I mean, when you think about the guard, well, I guess as the guard, be the walking dead. Yeah, they kind of are dead man walking. Yes, that's, yeah. It is, uh, it, it is very, very good. Um, I think the best artwork so far to me is the CSM Codex cover right here. Um, it is just this, like, oh. like it's just <laughs> visceral, yeah? Hell yeah, that's that should be a, a death metal band's cover. 
Um, despite all of this, the codex cover for the guard one, at least the limited edition guard one, is actually not what I expected it to be. It is instead a picture, a much more regal 40s kind of picture um, of the newest model in the game for the guard, or one of the newest models in the game, uh, Lord Solar Leontis. Does he praise and his, the sun? He sure looks like he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he sure do. He's uh, He's got his him big steed and stuff, and he's yeah. got a couple other foes to go along with it, but well, GW that's the, the would Codex never, cover. would never take from another uh, fictional world. I mean, come on. Anyway... Uh, I wanted to talk about, over here on page 15, there is a little blurb about Lord Solar Leontis. I'm actually a little bit surprised how it's, um, like, Lord Solar, as, as Shy already, Shy beat me to the punch here, mm-hmm. um, is very, very high up in terms of the actual uh, rank. You have your Lord Commander Militant, who is literally the High Lord of Terra, He's sitting on the golden throne. No, well, no, he's not on the golden throne. But you know, he's, he's, he's near it. He's you know. yeah, he's on the council in Terra. He's the big boy. But a Lord Solar are the various types of lords in various sect- sectors. The reason why Lord Solar is so impressive is because he is the Segmentum Solar, which is the main uh, leader body general of like the realm of space that includes Terra. Oh. Should, should, I, should I have a map for me? All right. Um, the areas in red for mine or uh, green for shies are the warp rifts. Mm-hmm. Areas of space in which the warp has ripped open and is causing tons of problems. Yeah. The Cicatrix you, Maledictum. You got it. On the left-hand side, you have the Imperium Sanctus, I believe. And then okay. you have the, on the other side, you have the Imperium Nihilus. And on the left, you can see there, Segmentum Solar. Terra oh, yeah. and Mars right there. And he is in charge of the fighting force of that area. Now, oh. good old what Leontis. Good, I call him Pony Boy sometimes <laughs> because the man is literally fighting off Necrons on a fucking horse. Wow, that is pretty impressive. Going into the world of 40K on horseback is one of the most backwards yet amazingly awesome things ever it's the the weird thing about it is whether or not you like that or not you know it's whether or not you like that concept i think it's a little too goofy for me um i think it goes a little bit too far back into old school shenanigans but i do like the character a bit his name is arcadian leontis and his full name is like a million titles, privileges, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he's actually a pretty classic military boy. He comes right. from a very high-class, prestigious family. He rose in the ranks very well in military training and combat. He is a great commander, logistical, et cetera, et cetera. Tons of victories, the whole thing. Oh, is that his, is that his mini that Shai just posted? Yep. Oh, oh, his horse is a robot. You're right, Shy. It is a robo horse. Yes, it says here that his uh, he likes to lead a lot of times on the battles, um, like the, the on down and the battle, you know. Mm-hmm. And he likes to lead a lot from his horse, known as Constantine, uh, with a K. <laughs> Constantine, the horse, his steed for decades that is almost entirely cybernetic, uh, wow. because he himself, which we know a lot more about this now has undergone rejuvenant serum and, like, you know, 
um, oh. surgery. And uh, he's about over 100 years old, give or take, but he looks extremely good and very strong. Mm-hmm. You so know, he, funny. He employed the use of a couple of cell drainers and got the got the rejuvenant serum. Uh, like oh, probably the, like not. You probably did it the legal way. Yeah, probably. But still, it's it, it it harkens back to the book we just read, Bloodlines. True, true. He um he also is interestingly enough, um he's he's also this is just funny in game he has a higher strength than a custodian. Wow, really? Um, yeah, I, I don't know why they did this. He has strength six, which is just really funny to me because it's like I think it's to to represent his really powerful sword, mm-hmm. but like. He just, just like, just, just make the sword give him more strength. Like he's, he's this man is more jacked than the custodian. I guess. I guess. I mean, he works out. Apparently, mm. um, his helm is also really fan- fancy, fancy. It's called an artificer refractor helm. But the interesting thing is, like, people will ask, "Wow, why in the world can Lord Solarontis like tank damage better than a Chaos Space Marine Terminator?" You know. And the answer Ooh. is almost always some fancy relic. Ah. His fancy pantsy helm makes him like any damage he takes goes down to half. Because wow. he's just you know, Morvan Vol has the same ability with her Paragon suit, which was like the highest quality fashioned by the ad mech, mm-hmm. and her spear was made by custodians. You know, it's like some fancy pantsy relic. Mm-hmm. That's how you make humans strong. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to make a regular Joe Schmo guy strong, you give him something that's been held in the vaults of Terra for uh, 2,000 years. <laughs> but um, despite that, he's actually a bit of an interesting kind of guy where he's a bit dour. He, uh, he doesn't, like, he believes in everything he's doing, but he definitely has this kind of, like, the, the wars that we're fighting right now will not be over by the time I'm dead. Like, the, my entire point is to... To like like tee up the guy next after me, yeah. Which like is, I I will not. Yeah, like I'll do the best I can, but I we will not be humanity's peace. Yeah. Until until that happens, until my death, and you know what? So long as the next guy is better than me, then maybe we'll do it. And that's quite something because like um, they live a long time. Like they don't live just oh yeah, it's just you know he's gonna serve in the military for like you know, 30, 40 years and then retire. Like, <laughs> with their rejuvenation, whatever thing, they they can live to be like 200. It's like, nope, this war's not going to be over in 200 years. Nope, maybe not 2,000. Wow. I know he has the Blade of Conquest and his fancy pistol called Soul's Righteous Gaze. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't think he'll ever really see the fruits of his effort. But it's a hell we'll, of a uh, name for a pistol. Holy shit. Soul's Righteous Gaze. Wow. <laughs> But um, interestingly enough, uh, to to go along with the rest of the Imperial Garb, there was a little blurb I saw on one of the first pages I thought was funny. It was, um, the enemies of mankind may employ dark sciences, supernatural powers, or Xenos weapons beyond humanity's ken, but such defiance comes to naught in the face of honest human intolerance, fed by a wellspring of faith in the God Emperor and backed by sufficient guns. I mean, that is, that's basically the Imperial Creed, right? Like, oh, yeah, look at that crazy Xenos, whatever. Ah, just throw a tsunami of people at it and hope for the best. And sometimes it does work. It does. I mean, the guard get the job done. I mean. There's uh, also a quote on page seven. 
Never forget that you are a bringer of death, recruited to serve the Emperor and armed with the finest weapons humanity can forge. You are the instrument of his will, and to fail is to dishonor not only your regiment, but your species. Ooh, that propaganda. <laughs> now, a couple things as I was going through. Um, there is a interesting thing where the Imperial Army, we may have heard that in the old Horus Heresy stuff, mm -hmm. but it was originally called the Imperial Army. That was just the overall combination of all types of branches of the Imperium. Now they have segmented it, much like they did with the Codex and the Codex Astartes. Also, Shai posted a picture. Those are the new Rough Rider horses. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They die quickly on the tabletop, but they have this hilarious thing where they have two different weapons on that lance. One is a frag grenade. They just stick to the fucking tip of that thing. Wow, and the other, <laughs> the, the other is a melt-a-mine. Well, that, that seems very dangerous for the wielder. Um, if that's just a frag grenade, like if, if you're riding and you stick like a tear, you're going to be you're in the blast zone. Yeah, but glory for the Emperor, man. True enough. Uh, I mean, I guess if they just chuck it like a javelin, they're okay. Cause then no, you... no, it's it's melee. Oh my god, that's <laughs> that seems very dangerous for for the rider. But okay, sure, it's 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 the grim dark of forty k. Whatever. David Shaw, you beat me to it. Ah, god witness damn it. me. That was literally what I was thinking about. Witness yeah, it's um. Me. The whole the whole point is that one is a frag grenade to deal with infantry, and the other is the melt a tip, where you literally just run down enemy armor and you shove it in there, and it just melts the tank apart. It's I mean, so, it's so dumb, but in a good way. It's forty k. It's that dumb that makes no sense, but kind of kind of awesome. So, moving over a little bit, uh, I went to the section that went to the fall of Cadia and immediately started crying. Shocking. Um, Hey. Hey, Bricky. Katie yeah. blew up. <laughs> it's true. It's true, though. <laughs> Cry, Cry about, about it, it. lizard. <laughs> um, a couple of things I actually realized, though. So we, I told you a little bit about this on a stream a bit ago. Um, the Kasserkin. Kasserkin are a, a new kit, but a very fancy Cadian soldier. And they're based, basically like, imagine Tempestus Scions that are Cadian-based. They are the, the Cadian elite. Okay. Uh, the, the high level. They carry around hotshot las guns. They're heavily armored. Hell They're yeah. just like big, strong Cadian guys. And I didn't know this originally. Kasser, K-A-S-R, is the name of a fortress city or nearby fortress world in Cadia, the Cadia system. Oh, so it's they are, these guys. They look like Master Chief. That's right. Yeah. I, do, I remember him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are Kasserkin, kin of the fortress city, the elite of the Cadians. Oh, cool. Kasserkin. Yeah, I never really knew that. I thought it was really neat. It's a kind of a cool concept. Yeah, that is a cool concept. And so, I love a hotshot lasgun. I want that in Dark Tide. Uh, where oh, it, like, same. it makes you like slower or something, but like, well, because you got the backpack and everything, but then you got the really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they like big, heavily armored dudes with great weaponry, and, and, and they are just, they're the high-level guys, you know? They're mm -hmm. really cool looking. Um, there is a excerpt here on Creed's daughter oh. that I thought was rather interesting. Okay. Caught me off guard, this one. 
Um, so, as we all know, the defense uh, in the Cadian defense, Creed had a massive rebellion in their whole area, and he took over as Lord Castellan of Cadia. He was the guy to basically lead the entire defense of Cadia. Yeah. And for the most part, he basically did it, minus uh, a Blackstone Fortress. He's a great general, very, very smart. Yeah. Um, moving from that, though, of course, he did not make it out. He shepherded the last bit of souls off of Cadia, and as the billions and billions of them died, three million Cadians survived, and he was not among them. Yeah. But, of course, Cadia's planet is all fucked up. Now, <laughs> of course... Because it's, uh, yeah, it is, a, it is a mass of giant floating continents. Did somebody say that Creed was actually in Trazen's gallery? Yes, so, so Creed is... The planet is heaving apart and dying. Creed has been shot multiple times. And then an imposing metal figure walks up to him and basically says, uh, it is not your time to die, Creed. Eternity awaits. Oh, poor Creed. After all that glory and nobility and defending Cadia till his last, now he is stuck in the gallery for eternity. Now, his daughter, Ursula... Ursula Cream is similar rising in the ranks to her father, not as fast because Creed just like flew through the ranks. I was gonna say that's a tough act to follow, but she she's a pretty hardened general. She's she's physically imposing. She's got big broad shoulders. She's tall. You know her her mini makes her look like Mrs. Trunchbull, but we'll skip that. <laughs> Ew. But. Something that I found was rather interesting was this last paragraph, and it said, Over her broad shoulders, the new Lord Castellan wears what assumed to be a recreation of her father's greatcoat, for surely it perished with him. Ursula, however, knows it to be no fake. Appearing in her sealed chambers months after the loss, dried blood and the smell of Cadia's final hours saturating the heavy fabric it fired an obsessive hope in her that somehow, somewhere, her father yet lived. Oh, very mysterious. I like it. Well, if we're assuming that Trazen uh, took Creed, then that means the man took Creed's coat and secretly dropped it off in her room. Maybe yeah. just to fuck with her? Maybe, but it or, didn't fuck with her. She was just kind of like, oh, hey, it's dad's jacket. Maybe he's out there somewhere. And, like, it kind of ironed her will, right? Because, you know, I'm assuming that really made her be like, oh, yeah, now I got to fight even harder because dad's out there somewhere. And, you know, it uh, it steeled her more than fucking with her. Well, Trazen likes to make history. He likes to, to ah. mess the people to see what they'll do, what they'll what they'll become, you know? Yeah. And so I can totally see him using that as a way to like let's create some more history here. Gotcha. Let's uh let's make, you know, let let's let's see what she does. Holy shit, her mini looks dumb with the helmet on. Yeah, she's got she's got a she got a, her her face isn't great in terms of, of the mini. She looks a bit better in the picture in the book, but um yeah, she the mini's a little bit funky. I mean I mean she's a big strong, you know, broad shoulder like like yeah. general lady, like probably middle age. She's not meant to be like some kind of model, but she oh, yeah. does look no, a little her, funny Her face sometimes. is fine and everything. Like you said, she does look a little bit like Miss Trunchbull, but uh, yeah, with the bucket on her head, that just looks dumb. 
Please don't, please don't build her with the bucket on her head, everyone. I'm building her with the bucket on her head. You son of a bitch. I'm gonna... I'm gonna blow my nose. Okay. Don't. Shy, don't edit this out. Just leave it. Please, no, shut So, yeah, I know that was kind of interesting. Trazen dropping off her dad's coat in her room. What a what an interesting concept. And in-game, she's actually pretty good, too. I, I actually like her... And I, I do like her model, memes aside. Yeah, yeah, her model... Like I said, her model looks fine, aside from the bucket. Uh, what's, what's that thing in her hand? It looks like a... Maybe a scepter of some kind. I think that's literally what it is. They often have things called command rods. Ah. And I'm, I'm going to assume that's command rods. Damn. It looked cool. It looked like it had some uh, greater purpose, but, uh, well, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> though, I know that Creed was like a double pistol holding hotshot uh, Laz pistol son of a bitch. Let's go. And so she does have four, um, four shots with her pistols called Duty and Vengeance. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, so she's got duty and vengeance for two pistols. She even has the uh, the special rule tactical genius, which is a constant, a, a common meme when it comes to Creed. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it, it's it's a good addition there. I like it. Yeah, solid, solid, a solid uh, heir to Creed's throne. I would say so. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, they have a little bit of a blurb on a ton of the different regiments in this uh, book as well. You had your classic ones for Cadians. Uh, you had your Mordian Iron Guard that have their home in their dress blues that everyone thinks are going to be prissy little bitch boys, but then they actually end up like perfectly walking in, in like a well, the old the World Wars and the Revolutionary War and stuff. Mm -hmm, they would mm -hmm. walk in this lockstep kind of yeah. battle. Yeah, they always they walk like that and it's like perfect uncompromising fire. Yep. You have the Catechins, of course. Of course. And you had this one that I thought was fucking hilarious that I never actually read before. The um, the Indiga Prefects. The Indiga Prefects? Indigen Prefects. Or Prefects Prefects. They are, it's the one that looks kind of like a Skatari in that image you see. Oh, that is very cool, though. Yeah, they look great. So this is fucking hilarious to me. So it says here... On the former menagerie world of Indiga, the prefects have been the unenviable task of protecting the planet's natives from the megafauna that prowl their verdant realm. The giant predators had once been the pride and joy of the pompous governor, Constantine Principa Argoy, who spent the planet's copious mineral wealth on the purchase of breeding pairs of every dangerous creature he could acquire from planets across the segmentum. Oh. Unfortunately, after a catastrophic earthquake shattered the governor's zoos, <laughs> the giant animals escaped into the wilds to breed and hybridize. Oh my god. <laughs> now a man-made death world, Indigens are ever on the move in vast mobile settlements. Yeah, the gigantic mobile city. Uh, trying to stay ahead of the gigantic monstrosities that the entire planet habitates. So the, the prefects are very often used to deal with, like, nids and, like, oh. other giant creatures. Because they're used to it. Their yeah. <laughs> Love the idea of a man-made death world because he was just so snooty and was always just buying uh, ferocious monsters to breed. And then, whoops, they all got away. Sorry, everybody. It's fucking hilarious to me, dude. I, after I, re I was l actually laughing when I read that. that it's like they great. all just broke out, and, and they're so big, you can't have normal, like, cities. You have to drive your cities around because they're that fucking <laughs> large. There's a little excerpt on Catechin, 
which also has another one of those excellent images that I love so much. That's one of the reasons I was segueing to it. Um, because I like looking at this Katachin dude and lady there and the, and just how fucking giant they are. Wow. And they're fighting off goddamn corn demon bloodletters with a bolter. Jesus. What and happened to that lady? Like she she's got a tube going into her stomach. She's a zombie. She probably got she probably got eaten by some part of the wildlife. Who knows? The dude's missing a leg. Look, it's got a robot leg. Oh shit, he does have a robo leg. I thought it was just jacked to shit. She's literally doing the Rambo pose with the two las guns. <laughs> yeah, she is, isn't she? And the dude on the top is actually firing a fucking bolter like that. And he's giant. Look at his fucking he arms. He's massive. That he works out. He I was gonna he say he to. doesn't skip leg day, but I mean he kinda has to skip leg day because he doesn't have a leg. So I found that um there's a thing that apparently catachins are often referred to as baby ogrens. <laughs> really? Yeah, because of how buff they are. Because they're gigantic. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know they were that big. But okay, okay. I mean, when you think about it, like, <laughs> and oh, the ogrens became ogrens through through thousands and thousands of years of uh, of evolution, yeah. right? On whatever their planet was, mm-hmm. catachins. I, I think if we're, I don't know if we're exactly, but I think lore accurate. They're like, they're like six eight, and they're just they're just like wow. fucking enormous. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, you know, whenever Shacked you see a, a guy in real life who's incredibly tall, they're normally pretty lanky. Mm-hmm. Like, you just take a bodybuilder's body and you just, you just spread it out onto a dude who's, like, seven <laughs> feet tall and just, like, all right, time to go fight some demons, I guess. Yoked? Uh, in Warzone Katachim, uh, after the separation of the Great Rift, a ton of regiments came to their system looking for aim. The Tulosk, Berentis Ka, Volpus II, Dorlin, Megish... And a few others. They were all denied entry to Katachin. Not because they didn't want to help them, but because they would all be eaten by the fauna. <laughs> now, we the exception... your health because you're too weak and you wouldn't do anything. Pretty much. They would all <laughs> die to the world. Wow. The only infantry regiment that was allowed was the Tuloskin Grey Companions, which were a uh, very high in physical strength, very similar in the kind of tribal might, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that they allowed them to land, taught them a few things, usual, get them prepared for the Indominus Crusade uh, that Gilliman was ha- having. Mm-hmm. It turns out these Tulosh and Grey were actually corn worshippers. Oh, no. And they decided they, they had a sabotage and turned on the Catechins and attacked them in Fort Tragum. And there was a long, bloody couple of battle back and forth, back and forth between the two of them. But eventually... Uh, using the blood of dead catechins, the uh, tula- the, the gray people mm-hmm. um, summoned a bunch of corn demons to the actual planet, and they were and that fort specifically was overrun by corn demons turning the waterfalls into blood waterfalls Ooh. and all kinds of corn shit. Right? Yummy. Colonel Strachan, bionic arm man, decided to send all of his men over to deal with them as they spread out from the fort into the opposing forests. Mm-hmm. And all of the actual humans died within a couple of days. Naturally. The demons lasted a bit longer, about a, about a month or so. Whew. Unfortunately, the demons' power, while swelling to a high level due to all of the humans' deaths, 
were not able to handle the guerrilla warfare and exceptionally hostile fauna of Katachim. <laughs> and by the time Gilliman's crusade arrived, all demon presence on the planet had been eradicated by the local wildlife. Wow. So the demons of corn were able to deal with all of the human presence and all the soldiers, but they couldn't stand living on Cadia and were killed by just the overwhelming monsters of, of, of the wild. Katachin, not Cadia. Oh, Katachin. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry. That must be a, a too soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, um, well, that's yeah. crazy. They just they killed off one fort, but a fort keeps you safe from the uh, the wildlife and the fauna and the flora. Because mm. if I'm not mistaken, every single plant on Catachin is carnivorous. Oh, that well, I guess that makes sense for Catachin. Yeah. So yeah, like once they got rid of the fort, they spread out out of the fort into the hostile wildlife. Who would win, the demon god of murder or one planty boy? <laughs> Apparently, a planty boy. Of many planty boy, Mantia and maybe planty boy, yeah, and lizards. Oh yes, and exploding frogs. Let's not forget about the exploding frogs. Oh yeah, frogs. I forgot about the exploding frogs. And don't they have like a centipede train or something? Yes, a, 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 the Catachin Devil. Yes. Um, there are a couple other main groups that there were all uh, that were thrown in here, like the Armageddon Steel Legion, their mechanized infantry. There were the Kriegsmen, which we've talked about plenty mm -hmm. um, and read about. There is the Talarn Desert Raiders, which are kind of a fun one. That was the one that was next to the bronze steel guy. Oh, the one um, in the, the yellow? Um, but no, the, the Talarn uh, Desert Raiders, they definitely do have more of like a like a Middle Eastern Arabic kind of vibe to them. Uh, like the, the shawls they have in... Uh, um, anyway, Talarn Desert Raiders... Um, they are, uh, they're pretty, they're pretty cool. They, uh, they have this idea where their world is totally ripped apart by horrible sandstorms and deserts of sulfurous sand. Oh, wow. That's yuck. great. That's no fun. And the vegetation and, and life all pretty much died originally. And now like, yeah, it's giant sand. It's very much dune. It's it's Dune mixed with that like that Arabic kind of vibe with mm. guys that have great hit and run tactics in the dunes. Yeah, well, I mean they have to. I mean, I, I assume on that planet you have to constantly be on the move so the sulfuric sands don't kill you. So yeah. I wonder what's um, what's the name of the Dune people again? The the ones that are native to the planet. Oh, I don't. Oh, Fremen. The Fremen. Yeah. Yes, it kind of gives me a little bit of a Fremen vibe. Okay. Because 40k takes from Dune a lot. What? Haven't we been over this? There's even a little section in here about the Tanith first and only. Hey! It's kind of cool. Yeah. And there's a big old picture of Gaunt. Shocking. It's, uh, <laughs> that he's the poster boy for... Yeah. Yeah. Gaunt's ghosts, they're here. For Forest World of Tanith died. Uh, Tanith first and only are apparently very, very, very bad at following orders. This is from Gaunt because they're all pissed off and shit. It's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Checks out. Um, there's checks one out. regiment that's kind of fun. They are the Vresh Grenadiers. It is Ooh. a massive gang war on their planet all the time. And their armor is typically metal plates, giant parts of sheet metal and things like that that are um, pounded across their body to uh, probably mold them. And, in or and they have these giant slum battles, which makes them very, very difficult to bring 
into battle with other regiments because they will immediately start getting problems. Also, that dude is is one of the guys. His fucking arm is jacked out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that that boy works out. But uh, I, um, I like the sound of the fresh grenadier, though. I yeah, I dig him. A lot of the uh, the soldiery have their gang titles and their their various gang symbols still on their armor, even when they go into different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, often, gang wars will help determine whose tithe is taken um, oh. to stop any major rivalries because it'll only pull from one gang. Yeah, to stop other gangs coming in the same thing, causing problems. You know. Yeah. Um. There is a. Uh, let's see here. Where, where is my page? I lost my page. This is Shide's fault. Last little bit of the book lore that I thought was interesting was the entire page dedicated to Commissar Yarek. Oh, boy. Home, re- rest in pepperonis, Mr. The Yarek. Gloria Yarek. Mm. Being the redacted, file of redacted, issued to officers in the redacted, yours with fealty. Redacted. Boy, that redacted is very popular. He's a good guy, you know? Yeah, I hear he's the best. So, it's a bit difficult to figure out what exactly occurred with Yarek because the memes have gotten so big, they've bled (laughs) into the determination of what actually has happened to Yarek and whether or not he's actually dead. Okay. So... This is some major Munitor report here. It's kind of like a, a cute little um, excerpt of like, Know you all that the hero of Hades Hive, the most glorious and righteous Commissar Yark S, was the savior of Armageddon during its first war. You know, he, now does the god emperor charge uh, him at his side to enter the greater war for such as he now made ready. You know, because he's dead. Kind yeah, because he's that, dead. That, so that's why he's with the Emperor now. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit weird determining what exactly is the case with Yarik. So it's assumed, that obviously it's assumed he's dead. There can be a million reasons why he's dead. Old age is absolutely one of them. Rejuvenate theory apparently only goes so far. Yeah. Um, there is the other idea that he was actually, originally people thought he was going to become the new Lord Solar. Because Soul's righteous gaze, gaze, his eye, his mm-hmm. eye was a weapon before. Yep. You know, a couple things like that. Wasn't fully sure about that one. Um, there's also, this has got a pretty big bit of imperial propaganda on it, too. Oh, Like, yeah. this looks heavily, like, the way, if he died in battle, he would not look like he does in that picture. That would be a, a <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that would be like a visual representation of him. Yeah, obviously. It's a great, great picture, though. With the with the glowing eye, and obviously there's only one arm draped there because the other one is, you know, a power claw. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of that that it's unsure exactly what's determined of what happened to him. But the prevailing theory is that Armageddon right now, I believe, is being sieged by the World Eaters mm-hmm. and Angron himself as he has returned. Oh, okay. And oh, that's they, right. Angren has a mini now. I forgot. Yes, and he's quite good. Yeah. Um. There's the there now. Like, like I said before, it is. It's hard to tell where memes start and and truth ends, mm-hmm. or truth ends and memes start. But one of the theories is that Angron has been the one to kill him. Ah. Uh, okay. I mean, you know. <laughs> If if you're gonna go down and somebody's gonna kill you in 40k, the fact that it took a 
uh, corrupted demon Primarch like Angron. Damn, that it took that to kill Yarick is kind of nuts. It is pretty nuts. Um, there is an interesting thing. The The meme is that Gaskul is pissed because of this. Oh, right, because they were rivals, and if someone was going to kill him, it should have been Gaskul, or he lost his rival, and now he's not going to be able to have as many good grumpings. One of my one of my favorite lines is Angron turning to Gaskell and saying, "You're really gonna die just for some puny human or human." And Gaskell's like, "Someone is." <laughs> Damn, um, Gaskell's a Gaskell's a boss though. Yeah, also, yeah. is that a giant like chain broadaxe that Angron is holding? Y- yes. Holy shit! Because I was like, "Oh yeah, that's just a chain axe," and I'm like, "Wait a minute." That's Angron. That's like Demon Angron. He's like 20 feet tall. Like, what the fuck? That is a massive axe. Yeah. Anyway, though. Um, yeah, so it's unsure exactly the deal with Yarick. Um, some people think that he may have ascended into an Imperial Saint. Ooh. Um, as well, which is an interesting, which is a little bit more in the concept of walking with the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Literally. Literally. Um, I don't... It might do a little disservice to Celestine, um, but it's certainly possible. Sure. Why not? I mean, if anybody. Yeah, so right? it's a bit, yeah, it's it's a bit unsure overall okay. with the whole decent thing of Yarick. But as far as we're concerned, Yarick is not playable in the game. Yarick is not, is not a model anymore. Well, not a model in the game anymore. Yarick is gone. He is essentially <clears throat> MIA. That is correct. You remember when I read the DM book and the first lines where you've opened the book, it's too late. This <laughs> yeah. one is eyes up, soldier. <laughs> classic, so, you know. classic guard shit. Yep, eyes up. Yep. Um, the uh, There are a couple new units that were added along with the book. Um, you had the Rough Riders and the Pony Boy, Lord Solar Leontis. You had a new <laughs> tank known as the Rogel Dorn tank because we had the Lehman Russ already. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty pretty cool tank actually the Rogel Dorn I think it looks fucking awesome. I mean, uh, it it kind of just looks like the other tanks. It kind of looks like a Lehman Russ anyway, doesn't it? It's a bit bigger. I, I like all the extra little bits and bobbles. You just I like the like dude that it hanging on the back on the side. Stop. <laughs> that's just how you can paint the fucking thing. You yeah, but that's probably want. the picture you saw and you were like, oh yeah, Rogel Dorn tank. That's for me. It says Katie on the side, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Kadia, my cock and balls, dude. Kadia blew up. Kadia blew me. <laughs> Kadia right now is about as useful as your cock and balls. I, I love the Kadia image in Dark Tower. It's just a bunch of fucking rubble. <laughs> it's just little asteroids floating through space. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, there's like also the, the field or the uh, field ordinance battery, which is the one of the newest things. It's this. It's the most forties thing on the planet. It's a giant howitzer that you crank with little wheels. <laughs> Um, it's got a bunch of dudes there just ready to set it up. That's amazing. The, uh, <laughs> that it's, in 40K, it's so they still use little crank and little, these little wheels on Like, it's, with all the technology they have, they're still using tank treads. They're still using these little tread wheels, and they're still cranking them around. Like, man. <laughs> I know. It's so dumb, but it's so fun. Yeah. Um, Gaunt's Ghosts are indeed a playable faction as well. Hell yeah. They are, uh, they're actually pretty great. I mean, yeah, the, the, guard, the guard book 
is the Mass Effect 3 of Warhammer Codexes, which oh. is, is, is like the most Dark Souls of video game statement I could make, but let me, let me hear me out. Oh my God. He just had to this, say the most Dark Souls of something to really drive it home, huh? So this book is obviously rushed. The lore is not bad. The lore, the images, all the drawing stuff is actually pretty great. Mm -hmm. um, the gameplay section of this book is obviously rushed. Some things, in particular, the Cadian Kasserkin, are so strong <laughs> okay. and are way too good. Um, way too good. <laughs> but for the most part, it's shocked how good this book is, despite it obviously being rushed. Mass Effect oh. 3. Yeah, Mass Effect 3, for sure. Yeah, yeah, shockingly good, despite how fucking rushed that game was, you yeah, know? And how bad the ending was. I mean, pick your color, any color. Um, the one thing I do like a lot, though, is that in the Guardsman book, you can actually, instead of picking, like, a trait, like an order or, like, a legion or something, mm -hmm. you can pick two separate regimental doctrines. And each doctrine is kind of, like, from a various world that you can kind of pick from. Oh, cool. So, like, um, like Trophy Hunters, for example gives you extra strength against vehicles and monsters. And those are obviously the Indigen prefects. Yeah. You've got uh, heirloom weapons, which is increased range of your guns. That's from the Vostroyum. Uh, parade drill is uh, Mordian. Mechanized infantry will be armed against the Legion. Brutal strength is Catachin. You know, it's kind of fun. That's cool, yeah. Uh, Cult of Sacrifice. Can you guess which one that's going to be? No, I wouldn't know. I knew which it. Which one that is. Um, yeah, sorry. Probably, Swift probably some useless regiment. I don't know. Swift as the wind is a fun one. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said there's a poetic connection between uh, Codex being rushed and the episode. This episode. Yeah, feels. I was sick. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's not like the writers of the Codex were suddenly sick after a vacation and all that stuff. We just want to make sure that we do justice to the thing that everybody paid for. Yeah, you guys, you guys, you guys, come on! If, if I if I rush the fucking Fulgrim episode, I would you never, never hear the end of it. I would never hear the end of it. Never. I'd never let him hear the end of it. That's for sure. Because I, Dude, do you, I do too care been, about Fulgrim. Well, so I have been wanting to learn about like the Emperor's children and Fulgrim for like a long time, but it became such a meme um, with like the Rylanor stuff that you know I I, I want to learn about them. I'm I'm excited to learn about uh, Snake Boy. That's true. That's fair. But um, I'm gonna I'm painting up some uh, some of my new guard stuff. I'm putting together some of the new minis. The um, the field ordnance batteries, the big ones, are actually um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a pain in the fucking ass to put together. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> what's so bad about them? There's so many bits and bobbles, dude. Oh, are there's there? so many bits. <laughs> Too many bits, dude. Every single thing about is. Bits. God damn it, dude! You see the guy in the bottom left that's pointing with the with the, the hat on and stuff. Mm -hmm. Both of his legs are a separate piece. Oh, Both of his, no. his torso are a separate piece. Both of his arms are separate. The goggles around his neck is separate. His head's separate. The box underneath his feet is separate. Oh my god! It's all of that separate, really? And that's one man. Holy shit! <laughs> that's crazy. It's so spindly, I do not like. Oh, boy, yeah, I, 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 I just wouldn't build him. <laughs> just Ugh. don't build him. Just build the little tank thing. Oh. 
Yeah. All right, that's all, I got, that's all I got for you. Katie stands. Fuck you.